And welcome back to another episode. I just like fucking with you. I got you, bro. But uh, right now, what are we about to talk about? No, I'd rather start off the podcast on a light note before it, it gets to where it goes. No, but what are we talking about? Nobody want to hear your light. Don't nobody want to hear your light skin ass talking about some old nineteen seventy six three in the morning type love and R and B type shit, nigga. We want to hear some real shit. Then why your black ass on this podcast? Because I'm real sometimes, but all the time I'm always real. Anyway, keeping (laughs) it moving. Welcome to another edition of the Growing Up Dad podcast. Is this is your first time joining us? Welcome. I slightly apologize, but I mean, welcome. That's pretty much what you're getting yourself into. Welcome As to always, real life. We are the podcast by fathers for fathers, talking about all the dope shit that fathers do, and obviously, this is going to be a little bit of a longer uh, episode than usual. Yes, sir. You don't have to live under a rock to know what's going on here, and if you do, you probably still saw it. Yeah. So, with that being said, because this is a a special episode, yeah, we got special guests in the building this time uh, with us. We got three of my brothers from another, three of my fry brothers. We got, I don't even know if y'all want me to use y'all government, so, you know. Well, we got <laughs> returning to the podcast, <laughs> the homie Travis. So, appreciate him coming back to what the up, podcast. What up, Travis? Yeah, what's happening now? We got my homeboy, Daniel. Oh, we're gonna let Travis. Hey guys, first. it's me, Travis. <laughs> we got my homeboy Daniel. What's going on, everybody? Here to fuck shit. And then up. we got we got <laughs> fake ass black Jesus. Yeah, you know, your Lord and You might want to actually talk louder, like oh, my to the hypothetical people. <laughs> <laughs> to the hypothetical people that actually listen to this podcast. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Black Jesus, aka your savior. This is gonna be a long ass podcast. podcast. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we hitting two hours today. Yeah, we probably hitting two hours easy. No, we all got work in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. So normally, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about how our week was. Oh, how was your week? But uh, we're just gonna skip through that, man. Sounds good to me. So uh, let's just let's just get straight down to business. Like again, as I already mentioned, you. You basically got to live under a rock to not know what's going on the last couple of days in terms of, let's just be real, black men getting killed by the police. Last couple of weeks, last couple of months. Last couple of, month, last couple of years. I mean, last 400-something years, but <coughs> that's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> um, let's just get into it, man. Like, so, this is this is fathers venting and, you know, having conversations that at some point we're going to have to have with our, ki- our kids. Hmm. So, again, this is just a roundtable session. Of how do y'all? How do y'all feel right now, man? So let me let me let me do this before we even open the mic up to the roundtable session. How do you talk to your kids about that? Because the way our parents grew up, knowing the, the history of the civil rights movement and things of that nature, uh, for example, Brown versus the Board of Education. And then the way we grew up in like the 80s and 90s, you know what I'm saying? Some of us is older than the rest of us. but uh, You're the oldest one in here, though. Shut up. And then, uh, 
And then, like, growing up now, what the kids actually see now, like, how do you talk to their kids about that? I'm going to pass the mic to Travis. Yeah, 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 run that, run that, run that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? It's your boy, Big Trav. Uh, so, this is great because my son's sitting right here. Hello, son. Say hello. Hey, 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 what's going on, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's my young son there. Um, and we had to have that conversation today uh, along with my daughters as well. And I was telling them that, we're not that far removed. You know, my grandparents raised me. For those of you that don't know me, uh, I'm black and white. Uh, my mother's white, but I never met her. Um, and my dad's parents raised me. So I uh, may look like Willie Nelson, but I'm a straight up black dude. Um, and I was raised by grandparents who lived with colored only bathrooms. And you can't eat at the same counter as these people and real segregation and real racism. Uh, James Meredith is my uncle. I was raised with that. He was the first black man to go to Ole Miss. He was shot. JFK had to have people or the National Guard escort him to school. That was not that long ago. And now we're kind of seeing that that ideology still lives. Well, I think we've always seen it, as this, as other people on social media have said, it's being recorded and put it out for everybody else to see now. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just in your face now. So um, having that conversation with my kids today uh, was tough, but it's a real one. You know, my son is black. He's a black man. That is what he's looked at as. It's what he is. Um, we're not trying to do nothing but live. It's crazy that still today, we're just trying to live, man. Don't nobody want no problems. But at the same time, uh, we can't keep getting pressed like this and not do nothing. And so I, I had that conversation with my kids today about standing up for what's right and doing what you know is right. I can't stand and watch this shit no more. We can't stand and watch this shit no more. Can't keep talking about it. Um, and you can't fight fire with hugs. Y'all know me now. I'm super peaceful. You know, the mountain shaman. No, you're you a black hippie now. And all that shit, right? Um, but also, if you know me, I'm with the fuck shit, a thousand percent. And it's about that time. Like, for real, we can't just keep watching this shit, dude. We can't. So I was talking earlier with, with, with people, and remember that the Black Panther Party is a real thing. That was a thing. We can police the police. And I think we need to get back to it. We need to protect ourselves. I'm not finna wait for nobody to protect me. I'm not finna hope somebody's gonna see me as equal or pray and wish that things will be better. I'm gonna make this shit better. So before I get into at least my thoughts on why that is, did anybody else want to want to add to what Travis was just saying? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Daniel. Um, damn, I think the toughest thing for me is is going to be having that conversation with my kids right now. So I got a two year old, also got a kid on the way, so they're young right now. And but you I, and I, for for those who don't know you, are in similar situations like Travis. Yeah, both of our children. Are biracial as well. Yeah, so for we us, have, that's gonna yeah, gonna we be both a have biracial kids. So it's gonna be one of those conversations. But I think with me, like Travis, your kids are older. You're having that conversation and stuff right now. You're you're older, a little bit more mature in this aspect and stuff. I think you know from with me. I think with me though, like growing up in the South, back in North Carolina, I've dealt with this stuff since I was little. So this is nothing with me. So like I'm, it's more prevalent to me. I'm used to it, but. Travis is more mountain man shaman. I'm more, I'm with the shits all the time, always. And that's just how it was. Like my dad, I remember stories from my dad. Me and my dad's been in situations um, back in North Carolina and stuff like that. Like 
picking me up from the game, from the fair, you know, talking to somebody white or anything like that. And the police is following you and all this stuff like that. And my dad's turning around like, look, what the fuck are you going to do? Leave my son alone before, I, you know, something happens, you know, stuff like that. Like, I've dealt with this. I remember in high school and stuff, you know, been on the basketball team. We're, you know, friends and stuff with a couple of, like, you know, white girls and cheerleaders and stuff like that around. But people not really being, you know, so forthcoming and wanting us to have that relationship and being friends. I mean, had one of my friends' parents take, like, take the girl out of school because she was friends. She hung out with us. Took her out of school, homeschooled her, resource officers and stuff like that, watching over us and stuff like that at all time, getting taken into the office and then having to have that explained to you at, you know, you're in middle school. You're like, you don't really know what's going on, but you're having that stuff explained to you in middle school and then yep. it happened into high school and stuff like that. So I think that's the kind of the – I need to figure out a way to – I don't want to say dumb down the conversation with my kids, but put it in a more suitable fashion for them to kind of be able to understand a little bit better um, or not take the times that like my past experiences, I guess I can say, um, and kind of have that mindset and focus on what's really going on like right now, if that makes sense. Well, I think it's hard not to take past experiences into account as well, because that's part of what shapes you. Yeah. Like before I moved out here, driving back to Detroit from Alabama, on I-65, white people were still burning crosses. And this was in 2009. Yeah. So it's not like the shit is not prevalent. It's, again, just being recorded. Yeah. Or having white counterparts living in Alabama tell me, hey, if your car breaks down here, don't get your black ass out the car. Call me. I don't care what time it is, and I'll come get you because yeah. I don't want anything to happen to you. Like, that, that shit is barely 11 years ago. Yeah. So I get tired of seeing people online saying oh racism is dead it's not that prevalent yada 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 but that's the people that i feel like they they the people that say they don't see color which they don't see color but they if do. you listen to this podcast and you say that fuck you don't listen i don't give a shit no more people only say that shit because it doesn't directly affect them right so most people don't care about anything unless it directly affects them right facts so that's why i've said today and y'all know me i don't be all political or religious or anything with my posts uh, but we just can't, we can't not talk about this shit and do something now because a man was literally killed in front of the world begging for his mother and ho and like, please help me. I just want to live. And we watched that shit. And the thing that I guess pisses me off the most about the situation, I guess all the other past situations that have taken place is that, you know, when you're going through the comments, you're reading the post and everything, it's just like, well, what did he do before that? It don't fucking matter. What, what happened? He had to have done something to do that. Why he? Why didn't he just comply with the police? It's just like, it doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter. Like, a person's life wasn't taken. A person's life is in danger at those times. People are always trying to justify what the cops do. But then again, you know, if I go and smack the shit out of a cop right there, is that going to be justified? They're going to be like, oh, what are the cops? You know, just like certain situations like that. And I think you posted something today on Facebook of the, uh, I think it was a cop. And the two white guys basically like yeah. tracking them down. Yeah, I was just saying, know your fucking law. So because that, you're allowed to protect yourself against unlawful arrest. But then again, so but yeah, we have to be willing to die. That's what I posted. I said uh, the unfortunate truth is, yeah, we have to be willing to die for that. And I think that's what one of the comments said. You, the difference is, is that as a black person, as an African American in today's society. You're just going to have to be willing to die. You're going to have to do it. That shit is deep and it is scary, but it's fucking real. And I and I am at the point and we are all at the point, at least the people I deal with, the people in my circle, 
we can't just keep watching this shit. We can't not do nothing because complicity is is be, you allowing this shit. So I can't, you, I can't allow this. You shit. brought up a, a point I kind of wanted to segue to because this again, you all know me. You know I'm I'm more agnostic in my my quote unquote religious beliefs or whatnot. But I have a strong issue, especially within our own community, with this turn the other cheek or what would Jesus do forgiveness shit. Like, so I'm, I'm quoting uh, from Michael Porter Jr., who is a small forward from the Denver Nuggets. So his tweet today was, as much as you pray for the George family, got to also pray for the pu- police officers who were involved in this evil. As hard as it is, pray for them instead of hate them. Pray that God changes their heart. Man, uh-uh. fuck that and fuck him. <laughs> and like, bro, like, if if that's what your fucking religion does, with all due respect, with all due respect, fuck you and your religion. <laughs> like, my religion is not turn the other fucking cheek because you. How many fucking cheeks you got? Four. Niggas been killing you for fucking days, yeah. for fucking years, but, yeah. hundreds of years. But you say turn the cheek when it doesn't directly affect you. Like I said, if that was his uncle, he wouldn't say that. Why can't we empathize human beings? Why can't you say, damn, if that was... Fuck the color of the skin or anything like that in regards to supporting what is right or wrong right now. Because I know a lot of people are saying, oh, well, where are my white friends? Or where are my black friends? Or where am I this? Whatever, right? Everyone that see, sees this should be disgusted. If you are not disgusted, if the first thought isn't, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? then something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you for real. If you try to validate what you saw, if you try to make sense of it, there is no sense to make. That man was murdered. The the looks in their eyes were of evil and these motherfuckers need to be stopped. I don't care what religion you are, what color you are, what any of that fuck shit is. We cannot allow this to continue. We have to be... I know this shit may sound crazy to people, but you have to be willing to die for what is right. Our people died for what is right. I mean, listen, I I ain't trying to be no martyr. I have kids, got one sitting right here. I'm trying to be here and raise them. I love them. But I also couldn't watch a man die and then go home and sleep at night. Or tell them that like, hey, this isn't right. And I just watched that shit. So So what's the action that needs to be taken? I mean, okay. Everybody in this room right here, if I if it happened to you guys, without a shadow of a doubt, Man, I would be. We're not even talking about that. that. I'm just saying, without a shadow of a doubt, my ass would be right down there with you. Say less. Whatever's going on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm not recording. I'm not doing anything. Say less. Whatever but, will happen. But how about we look at every? But that's the thing, like though. That. But that's yeah. the thing, every though. Like that. So, saw, but that's the thing. I saw comments and stuff today. It was people were just like, "Well, look." I'm not going to be down for no damn stranger. I'm not going to be doing this, and I'm not going to be doing that. So I'd rather just sit back and record and all this stuff. Like, what's the action that we can take to have people really what have that? that stranger was your dad? That's what I said to my kids today. I said, listen, if y'all were standing out there, and, or somebody, or y'all not there, I'm sorry. If that man was me, would you want somebody there to help me? Absolutely. Yeah. Would you want yes. somebody there to help me? Because yes, I got to come home to y'all. That man was somebody's father. Somebody's that, son. That man was somebody's son, somebody's uncle, somebody's brother. But that shows right here that the, all the recordings and everything that's taken place, this is how social media and the internet has taken over too much it's of fucking society right shit. now. So, so I'm going to get you all on a different wavelength. 
I understand what y'all are saying. We need to take action. We need to do something different. But we've been systematically brainwashed to not do anything at all. Right. We've been systematically. This is for us in the black community. This is not the first time we've been seeing this. No, yeah. This is not the first time that that we've heard of this or somebody's cousin or uncle or brother or sister, whatever, has been treated like this. But what have we done ever? We've been systematically brainwashed to shut our mouth and go, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and go about our business so we could try to get along and we could try to get over. I heard this on a different podcast earlier is that we've been trained to try to do the right thing within this systematically injustice. And it's not. It's built for us to fail Every single time we think that we succeeded, we're about to fail. Yeah, I understand. I understand retorted retarded guy actually came up with some some sense today. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Banks, I got it today. I'm good. But now, nah, seriously, though, this system, this system has been just it has been set up for us to fail. I'm going to let Black Jesus go ahead and take the mic real quick. I mean, um about like you know people just standing by and watching it, it's just no one's gonna jump in because no no near it's just fear like you want to jump in and be like oh if i jump in i could die do i want to die you're you're thinking you're you're it, it's, it's not it's not quick or if you're like oh if I, they're gonna arrest me and then i'll go to prison for assaulting police officer and the justice system won't work for me if i say office you know judge jury i did this because i wanted to prevent a murder from happening you you don't think this the system we is going to no trust in that system exactly. protecting us at all i get it what i am pleading with everyone to do is say in this situation or imagine in that situation that's your brother that's your father because if i was watching my father or my brother just for example right being murdered in front of me i would act no matter what the law is, right? Because that's what we're saying, right? right? If you saw this happening to me, you would do something. You wouldn't even think. You would just do something, right? So imagine that's what we need to do. That's what we have to do to save each other. Because if it continues to happen, it could be your father next. It could be your brother next. It could be your Listen, son. I have a first-person, real-life experience with this. Okay. And this is how... And, and, I, and I still feel guilty to this day. I was maybe like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. There's a little high school party at the rec center. Everybody's out there. At the end of the party, there's um, kind of like this little road, you know, that goes to the parking lot in front of the rec center. Mm-hmm. People are in, the str- in that little road talking, whatnot. Police are outside, so they're just like, hey, guys, move along. You're blocking the traffic. Right. I had this one kid. He was talking to the driver. He was taking his time. The car was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then uh, he backed away from the car like he was going to go towards the parking lot. But then he crossed the street. Once he crossed the street, the cop snatched him up. They're yelling, arguing. I'm watching this whole thing. Nobody's really noticing, but I'm watching this. And then they get over to the police car, slams him on the hood, handcuffs him. This time, At this time, everyone's like noticing. Yeah. We're all like 15, 14, 16. It's like a high school party. We don't know what the fuck to do. Right. And I remember he had him up against the car, and I don't know what the kid said, but he said something. The cop took out the the billy club, the the one with the handle and everything, mm-hmm. and hit him in the stomach. And he dropped. He fell to the ground. At this point, I was just like, "Oh shit!" 
everyone starts to notice we're, we're yelling and and I remember running across across the little roadway because I was immediately said I got to go do something but then another officer stopped me and a group of people said don't he said uh, go back across the street if you don't we're gonna sick the dogs on you they had fucking dogs outside so then in this moment I'm seeing this kid getting beat by the police officer right handcuffed behind his back he's on the ground he's just getting beat and I'm sitting there just like I want to go do something but this this you know this man I'm 15 and this man is like you know if you interfere in what's going on behind me I'm going to sick dogs on you and and and, and I understand where you're coming from with that and, and and I get that but let me ask you this we all we all been let's fast forward your age at that point six years seven years 21 22 right at every point we don't all went out to the club right and we don't been in the club and one of our boys get jumped or he get pushed or he get whatever what do we do as as black men the first thing we do is we stack up we line up like we got your back let them touch you we going at it right but this is why i'm trying to this is this is why i'm going to shift it so yeah in those situations there you're going against basically probably your own your own race your own person you're going with someone else when you think of it dealing with like the cops in those situations there it's taking a different perspective on it and Trevor, you can help me with this too. This is like another form of like your your mental thought process. It's an it's a, fear. It is. It's, it's more of a, a like cognitive psychology. Uh-huh. So basically, in your first instinct, everything that the situation that's going to go on in your brain at this that like immediate time, that's what you're going to think about. So if the cops are doing something to you know one of you guys, I'm going to sit here and think like oh sh- like oh shit like I want to go help, but then you think about everything else. Yeah. So mental processes go through your head, so you got to think about it. It's, it's it's so mental health. It's so many different things. There's a million. It's so many things. That, yeah. There's a million. Absolutely. So there's a million things that are going to run through your mind, but it, but immediately it is fight or flight, right? Immediately. And so everybody doesn't fight. I get that. Some people flee. It is natural to them, right? Uh, also, it is instilled in us to be scared of the cops. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six black men in here. I'll be honest. Have you ever been scared of the cops in your life? I'll start first. Fuck yes. yeah. Fuck yeah. Son? My son is 15 years old. He's scared of the fucking cops. We're not supposed to be afraid of the cops. They're supposed to protect and serve. They are civil servants. We paid them. So look, let's, let's be real. Because we have somebody else in the studio just to get an opinion. Have you ever been scared of the cops when you've been pulled over? No. There's no need to be. Exactly. That's what it is. And that's and, and until we can admit that and say, this is where we live. This is what this is. Nothing changes. I don't give a fuck. Uh, hey, bro. Hey, I live in America, and I'm sorry things have been happening lately. So, yeah, in our studio right now is the garage, and the garage is open because we're in Arizona. It's aye, hot. Aye, aye. You see? The growing up dad's studio. There's oh. no garage. That's what I meant. The growing up dad's studio. There's stuff in here. It's just stuff in here. But when you, it is. When you, when you see somebody outside Look, the big ass window. If you want to go on your podcast and you don't want people. Dancing all in your little promos <laughs> and doing all this stupid shit. Come fucking talk to growing up dad. Yeah. But when I see people outside of our window and I see people walking around, I, I kind of stop and I look to make sure 
I know what's going on. And I apologize, but I like what y'all did because when I looked, all y'all paused, stopped talking, and looked with me. And that's that's an instinct that we've had since damn near birth, right? Yeah, I believe so that's well, well, kind of, kind of, in, in some sense, but in, in some instance, though, that's the same instinct that we have to be afraid of the police. You understand what I'm saying? In some instinct, that's the same instinct that we have when we see police come. We could have done absolutely nothing wrong. We got a receipt in our pocket for this bubble gum that we just bought. But if you see a cop. Pucker factor happens. You get scared. You don't know what the hell's about to go on. Oh, no, and that's real because, again, my son is only four. He likes taking toys in the car. When we go in the store, you can't bring that toy in the car or the store. Why not? Nah, people that look like us get accused of things. Yes. And it it is what it is. I don't let them bring toys in the store, which pisses me off because my wife does. I'm like, you got to stop that shit. But see, here's the problem. How many times have we said it is what it is? This can't be what it is no more. That's no, the it point. Can't. This can't be what it is. We can't. We can no longer say, "Hey, you know, it is what it is." You know, we just deal with this shit. Nah, man. But that's what we've been trained to do. Exactly. No, we have been trained to do that. So guess what? Now is the time. And I know people say, "Well, why didn't we do it the last killing?" Or why did we? Do? Because this has continued to happen throughout our history. Well, because at some point, at, at some point, you're gonna. It's gonna be the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. At some point, you just you just gonna have another. You can't. Enough. I'm just sick of the. I'm just sick of the. We gotta pray. We gotta forgive. Uh-huh, I've, you I've been can't. Off that shit. You know I'm mad peaceful and shit now, but you can't. You can't hug out a fire. If a tree is on fire, I'm not gonna go hug it to put it out because then I'm gonna burn up with that motherfucker. So you can't be sitting here trying to hug people that don't understand. You can't try to have a conversation with people that aren't even willing to hear you. That can't be the response. We have to. So the the institution that is. Uh, policing in America has to change. Period. Now. Period. If it doesn't change, then we can create our own. Why are we so scared to do our own? Let me tell you why. Because of places like fucking shit. Goddamn, I'm drawing a fucking blank. Thank you. Ooh, gee. That right there. No, that right there. But no, but look at Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Greenwood section. We've had our own, and then it gets destroyed. It gets destroyed. One of the craziest. Philadelphia. Con- Let me tell you something. One of the craziest conversations I've ever had with my grandfather, and my grandfather was like my dad. He raised me, right? And I'm obviously biracial, like I told you guys, but I just grew up with my family, went black. That's all I know. And so one of the craziest conversations I ever had with my grandpa, talking to his biracial grandson, was he said desegregation was the worst fucking thing that you ever happened had to that us. Conversation and me and you times. have talked about this. Yeah. Yep. This is the worst fucking thing that ever happened to us because we're fine with our own are we but how like like talk to me talk to me about how desegregation no 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 keep the mic don't don't pass it oh, now no no no, no don't pass it now talk to me about how desegregation was the worst thing that happened to us shut the fuck up rick first off second off <laughs> because what happens is you are putting people in a position where they are not appreciated they are not loved or cared for. They are not treated as equals. They are not welcomed. Okay. And then told constantly, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Work hard. Earn. I don't even but have laces in my boots. But how when we're never given the fair, fair shake? Ever. Ever. And even 
put in uh I don't know what train of thought was going on. All right, so, yeah, somebody just fucked up the audio. We back? We know yeah, we back. Yeah, we know who it is. Or nigger. Fake-ass preacher. That's why you sweating. Jesus Christ. Can Got we your little fucking rag. some of this out? <laughs> All right. Um, down south fat man back to <laughs> kind of going back to try to piggyback off of uh, the desegregation situation. It's more so like we um, getting th- – we're putting a situation with everybody, so it's more learned behaviors and things like that. So we kind of stray away from what we were initially brought up for, like our ways, our traditions, our ways that we do things and the way we go through. So we, we kind of bypass that. Like we, we learn all these different things. We kind of throw things off. It's kind of like the – not trying to take another clinical you know, no, perspective on it, but like – I guess you could say more like the like the Pavlov, like the, the dogs. You know how they, they, they did the whole yeah, situation? That's yeah. conditioning. It's we've been conditioned since yeah. the beginning. So let me jump in just real right, quick. So we are st- and when I say desegregation, right, we're still segregated by poverty lines, right? We're still segregated by I mean credit I score. credit score, all type of shit, right? So we're still segregated because who who went to a predominantly black school or predominantly white school? You know what I mean? It's still that, right? Right, right. But they still want our money. They don't want us out on our own, for real, doing our own thing. So, they, hey, let's bring them in. Let's bring them yeah. in. Let's get their money. Let's let them pump into our economy. But still don't give them the same rights. Still don't give them the same treatment. Let's adopt their culture and call it ours. Let's, oh, and that, that's another topic oh, I want to yeah. jump into. I mean, we could spin off on a million different yeah. topics. Yeah. But the point being, I really feel like it's time for action, ladies and gentlemen. So... I really hope y'all are with the fuck shit. So you know we strapped? Absolutely, sir. So like legally, yes. Like, like fifty said, go get the strap. Constantly. You I, ready? I urge listen, I urge all people of color, especially black folks, to legally arm yourselves. Oh, and I'm not saying, hey, let's go do that. What I am saying is legally arm yourselves. And I'm all the way I I was just having this conversation off air with a brother. The Black Panther Party, it, we can do that. They don't want us to, but we can do that. Legally arm yourselves and police the police. Well, listen, I'm, I'm fine. Listen, I'm fine with you arresting control. someone. I'm fine with you arresting someone lawfully. And I'm going to stand there with my weapon to make sure that you follow the law. Because unlaw- unlawful arrest is a fucking crime. Okay? And if they're not going to hold them responsible, I will. I can stand there with my weapon and third party self and third party self defense against that bullshit. And I, I think I've been saying for a while, if if people really wanted gun control, all we would have to do is, uh, what the fuck is you doing? Damn you, Bear Grylls head ass. <laughs> you know that's ironic. We're sitting in the studio, and in the studio... Look, that, his brother can't watch a bee dive. Right. Exactly. That's the point I was about to make. Like, we sit there, and, we, yeah, we yell, like, let him go. Let him go. Get your knee off his back, da da da, da. But you should have took more action. People ask me, like, they say, hey, hey, presentable Ricky, what would you have done in that situation? And my thing is, I probably would have got shot because I would have rushed. What's... Flip him back over. I did flip him over. He keeps... Oh, 
We legit watching this man trying to save a B right now while recording the podcast. Like Jesus at his man, death. fuck this nigga. I think you take him out, bro. I gotta take him out. I think you, you gotta take him out. Take him out. I think you need the Air Max and go ahead and do your thing, bro. Dude, I can't. I can't do that. Dude. I'm a man about action. Let me show you how to do it. Let me show you how to do it. And this was Roman Ricky. I mean, he was killing his own. Look at him. That's sad. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know what's funny, and it's not funny at the same time. If somebody on this block would have seen if you was just to go walking with us right now. They would, would be, they were. would be scared of you. Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're a black man a with dreads and a beard, yeah. and you're playing. And, but you, just, you literally just you're getting distraught over trying to save a bee. Yeah, 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 so I'm walking around Arizona. I realized that I, when I'm outside, I put on like a happy face. I'm like, oh, I got to look, you know, happy. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how's the weather? So I have to uh, appear like nice, non-threatening. I have to appear because if if I'm just walking down the street, just with my headphones in and whatnot. You're not afforded the luxury to have a bad day. Or yeah, don't let me have a bad day and be upset about something and then outside. Oh, I know. I fit the description thing, right yeah. now. I, I look like fucking old, like Ricky, fucking presentable Ricky jokes all day. I look like old dog right now. But the thing is, like, I go to work and stuff like that. Like, my beard is not even that bad. But so many people are just like, "Oh, everything okay? You look rough right now. You got a scruffy face. Like, you don't, you don't look yourself." It's just like I'm, I'm good. Like, you don't have to. Go, it's like the, the whole situation just like pisses me off. You have to be twice as good to get half as much. Basically, and it's not a man in this room. Who wasn't at some point in their teenage years taught that that phrase? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All the black friends, yeah, all yeah. of them. And that's crazy that we we grow up knowing that, and they don't know. They have no idea because it's and it not doesn't it doesn't matter how many times we tell it tell it to them. No, it's it doesn't it doesn't. Listen, this is the same reason I don't, not that I am not an advocate, but I don't fight all extra hard and be all in people's face about women's rights because I'm not a woman. I can't speak from that perspective. I'm an advocate. I'm here to help, but I'm not going to be all in your face about that shit because I don't know that struggle. You know what I mean? But I will absolutely fight for this and be loud about it because I can speak to that perspective. Uh, Speaking on that, how can our our listeners get in touch with you? Why? Because... (laughs) Because he's talking about women's rights right now. I'm just saying. Oh. So, sometimes. This dude. Sometimes. Hey, I agree with you 110. Sometimes women's rights take over the black agenda all the time. Sometimes it's it's more acceptable to give women's right, them the right to do whatever they do, versus giving a black man the right to even vote. You guys understand that. Like, our vote is renewed every 50 years, right? Like we have to apply for that shit. You guys understand that, right? These niggas looking like they don't know who I am. <laughs> Are you guys done with your laughable moment? No, nigga. <laughs> oh shit, who wanna address that shit first? Let our, let our political analyst. 
Um, well, I don't know. Should we talk about what we're going to do about how we're going to change policing in our communities? Policing in the communities. So what the are we going to do to police oh. the police? Because that's really what, we, what we're talking about. Oh. We can talk about a million other topics. This podcast ain't going nowhere. We can come back next week. But right now, the issue is we are watching us die. We are recording it. It has become normal. People are desensitized. And we have to do something because it cannot continue. So no, I, I think. Is, what do we do to police the police? I feel like I have said a couple of things. What do you brothers think, or do y'all have some other ideas? Or the, what, what are we? No, doing? I think I, I think. Uh, ideally, I would definitely love to see more of y'all at the gun club meetings that I go to. Because again, like the NRA, NRA ain't for us. No, it is. Let's not. just be real. No, so because anything, they were quiet with Philando Castile. They were quiet yep. uh, with uh, uh, Breonna Taylor. Yep. So if anything, and I've, I think, Twan, I've, I've invited you a couple times to join the, yes. NA, the NAAGA. Yes, I want to really bad. So. And again, I, I definitely encourage any of our listeners who are black, and I don't even care if you're not black, that's, that's a gun club that not only – teaches you about arming yourself and teaches you about gun safety for for lack of a better phrase like travis been saying it's it's with the shits exactly i always um something that we just grew up with so like i've always been against guns i would say in a sense but like Again, like I know, if I need to defend myself, that's something that I would you do. See that we have yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah there's a need for so it. Like, that's the I, thing. I grew up with guns, but not in in a like in a, a responsible, you know, <laughs> sense, right? So I definitely grew up with that Thule. You know, I kept that <laughs> thing on me, wee baby. But I didn't become a responsible shooter or or user of weapons until my twenty shooter shooter. So. Um, I think it's very important that we arm ourselves okay. legally. I think it is important that we go to the range together. We train together and okay. we stay ready together. I've got to take my girl shooting. I've taken the boy shooting. He's not a huge fan, but he needs to be aware of it. I'll pull the guns out in front of them. Y'all be looking at me like I'm weird, huh? I, I think, a little bit, but I'll be pulling the guns out in front of them and letting them know these are for protection. I, I think on for top us. of that, as, as far as being a trained assassin, I think we also need to learn how to clear buildings. And I, you guys look at me, but I was, I was a member of the United States yep. Army. All they taught me how to do was murder people. You understand what I'm saying? That was uh, mean. That I was mean, very mean. Then, then if I murder myself, I'll be part of the problem. Oh, He's, I'm just saying. Hey. <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, though. Like, because if there's, for instance, just like, what, a week ago in Westgate, there was an active shooter, right? So, like, even if we were there and we were armed, how do we go out there? Do we go out there, like, in a straight line, like, looking for this dude? Or do we go out there strategically knowing what each other is about to do when we do it? Therefore, we don't shoot each other while trying to stop somebody else. Well, Nah, 
Nah. I don't care how it looks. I don't care how it looks. Fuck that. They were just out here in Arizona this at the state capitol. Hella guns. Let us back outside. We don't need tattoos and haircuts. And they didn't say nothing to them motherfuckers. So now I'm about to walk around with them things out too. No, I I always have a... Yeah, let me talk. <laughs> I, al- I always advocate, even though I am not armed, which is a terrible mistake, and I am slacking. Dang. I am slacking. Yeah, you slacking. All black people should be armed. It it we there's a there's a second amendment. Other people use it. We they should, exactly. they exercise that right. And we're always told, Oh, you gotta exercise your right to vote and whatnot. That's important, but there's other rights that we should exercise. Because look, how many how many times do we go out and y'all joke with me, uh Banks got that thing on them? It but should also it's, it's the truth, like I feel much safer when you does. But it is not it, it's not to be like oh, I'm trying to be hot naked. Like exactly. if shit pop, yeah, it's protection. But, and then a lot of uh, arguments I hear against that is like, well, then now you're a black man with a gun and now they have an excuse to shoot you. No. They was going to shoot me regardless. Shoot it didn't regardless. matter if I had a gun or not. So I'd rather go if I if it, my if it happens, I'd my rather go out. My phone my red case can look like a fucking gun if they exactly. wanted it to. I'd rather go oh, out gosh. doing that. Looks like a gun. Exactly. A wallet. Iced tea. I was about to say, anything. Having a hood on you can't so, do that. So, guys go out like i need to join like maybe just join more like i said i wasn't again I, and again i i, I encourage to... everybody it's the national african-american gun association okay google it look it up if you don't have a chapter in your area it is not hard to start one just get with people uh, who maybe have experience with guns and you can easily start a chapter in your area yeah. Like I said, I wasn't raised like that. I was born on some Rambo shit, crossbows, born and arrows. Like, I kill you from my like 85. But that, that's Listen, but that's, that's good to me. know too. Yeah, that shit that's too, what bro. I yeah. But again, that's something else that we we should know. We should know how to do all of that. See, that's my thing. I was gonna say about the whole policing thing, like change. We can start enacting now. I I am a big proponent of the of the. You know the gun clubs policing the police um there's another thing i think that black people should not have a negative stigma about black people being police i think that yeah. people in the community should should be going ooh, there's a b don't don't hit that b Brother. i didn't kill that i tried to save him and he died he was already dying Listen. We have this we have but, um, this misconception that being the police, police is being the is snitch, is exactly being, being an Uncle Tom and all that other bullshit. No. We need to police I want my police to look like me. Exactly. exactly. People, I want my police to live in my neighborhood. I want my police to pull up and play some. No, that's another me. issue I, I think that a lot of cities need to get back to because it used to be police were mandated to live in the cities that they work for. Yeah, because and then that's you would no have lot. to deal with the consequences of your fucking actions. Exactly. You can kill me because you're not going to see me at church tomorrow. Your son don't go to my son's school. That's why they do that shit, because they're far removed from it. It's not real to them. When shit is but, real to people, they want to act. We, so we got to yeah. make it real to us. Act like that shit is yeah, real to them. I think But with an election coming up, and again, I, I kind of want to skew that way because I got Twan with us. <laughs> do you think that is something that we as black people should be demanding to earn our vote? Yes, hold on. I'm gonna get to that. Watch this. Watch this transition. Watch this transition. So, so while we're you know, um, the whole police need to be need to come from the community that they're policing. 
it needs to be a two it needs to be a two way street. Our community members and black people in general need to drop that negative stigma, go out there like less police our communities, and then the city they need to go out and they need to say and hire. And hire. They need look. to actively yeah actively. Oh, we need police officers. The they do like so, oh, do you know any gang members? Like well, I'm yes, black I and I'm from the community. community. I, everybody oh damn, did you see that? So question for you oh, is. You said we need to drop the stigma of. Have you ever done drugs? You put drugs in my community since I was. Um, about, of course, yes. of right. Course we, never own, we never own planes oh, or boats or anything. Like, but but here's here's a question. You said that we need to drop the stigma of, of the police being in our neighborhood policing us, or we being able to police our our neighbors and in our neighborhood, right? How do we drop the stigma of the police being able to, to come to our neighborhoods and do something right for us? Because right now. We're not saying that the police are doing anything for us. We well, no, I, I'm saying the people like, yeah, oh, if, oh, oh. if I'm from the community, if I'm a black man from my community and then I, I go nope. and I go join the, the nope. police department, you got then I'm automatically and then I'm automatically seen as Uncle Tom. Oh, he's a police. He's a snitch. Not always, that, though. I listen and listen. In, so you're saying there's that negative in, Balt, in Baltimore, the black City, man showing in, off for the white cop. In Balt- the black cop showing off for the white cop. You're proving the point right now. You're but I, but I'm not because that's what's been happening. No, all black cops aren't bad cops. All white cops are not black cops. Right. So and I, I'm not trying to get that all lives matter shit. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is there's a bad apple amongst us all, whether the white, black, or indifferent. You understand what I'm saying? But sometimes even if we got somebody from our neighborhood to police us, doesn't mean that that's the right person to actually police us. You see that, what I'm saying? That's but, fair, but what we're saying that, is we need that representation. If, there, if it ain't none of us, then there's no accountability. There, there okay. are people. So okay. Know, that's the thing, though. Do we go to the precinct? Do we go to talk to them and be like, look, we need to Maybe we start, may, I don't know, maybe we start raising our children like this is a, a career option. Police being law enforcement can be a, an honorable. The, the whole institution of what policing is has to change first. It is not set up for us anyway. Yeah. Well, so whether well, that, it's black cops well, or Mexican well, cops team. or whatever the fuck cops, the system is not set up for people of color and you, and, to succeed. And, and that... So that that takes that takes that takes uh, that takes time, but I'm saying like right now, what we can actively do right now, as as well as as voting and and whatnot, we because can, we can put pressure the, on legislation for for them to hire more minorities. We can put pressure on them to make the the requirements mm-hmm. fit the fit the but, ideal cop, I guess, for our neighborhoods, but, right? Because the ideal cop for Scottsdale. Is not the ideal cop for South Phoenix. No, but then, but then the issue, but then the issue, universal hiring process, it doesn't work for everybody. But, but then, but then we have to figure out how to do this and uh, how to do this nationally because Mm -hmm. we look locally, and if the black people wanted to put pressure on the state of Arizona, we can't. We're what? There's not enough enough percent of the, the population here. We can't do anything. So we're dependent on. White people to be like, I will throw you a bone. Well, this is when those motherfuckers prove that they with us or against us. Like I said earlier today, the line has been drawn. There's no more. The line has been drawn in the sand. There's no more. Oh, if if you're po- if you're not sick right now, I don't care what color you are, and you're not ready to fight for change, then you are part of the fucking problem. 
and then that has to be attacked. I get. But they don't have to be. It has to be attacked. You're saying, you know, it doesn't matter what race you are. You should be sick. You should be sick, but, but no, nobody has to be. Uh, nobody. We have to be because we have to deal with it. No one else have to be. So you have so, to be if you can't sleep with this shit. You have to be if you are a human being who gives a shit about people. So there are. So we do have we do have allies and those allies need to stand the fuck up. But, is the, the point. but they're or not. Are they, are but they they're not. not. I get they're it, not. But I know. But so so then I'm so then what I'm saying is like I I mean there's oops, there's, there's a B. Watch out, buddy. Oh, mama said get your ass out of the way. And it's but enough. so so I just gave like two options because a lot of the work's gonna have to come from us. We right. we can do you know work the political machine, but like places like Arizona, it's, it's going to be. Oh God, dang, where are these bees coming from? Oh no. Um. <laughs> they killing us out here. So look, look. But, uh, but options, so so oh, it's just on, like we on. have to do something. We have to infiltrate the the police department. We have to uh, police okay. the police. Hey, hey, black Jesus. We, we have to do that, and at the same time, working the whole political thing, which takes a whole lot longer than a few, few dozen. I'm gonna brothers. Hold on, hold on, light skin. Hold on, light skin. Black Jesus. I understand what you're saying, and what you're saying may work well for somebody else but we've already tried to work within that system we've already established earlier in this podcast that this system is not meant for us at all so why us why are we trying to still work to change things within this system it's not gonna work we need to do something completely different we need to break this system and create a whole different system well, that will allow hold on that will allow us to actually do something different in our communities and in this in this country because we we've went back to Martin Luther King that said nonviolence nonviolence let's march and let's protest and let's let's do all this that and the third and they still killing us then we went we went for Malcolm that says by any means necessary arm yourself and we did that so the Black Panthers were arming themselves, and they figured out a way to break that shit down. But we, but we listen, tried to work within thing, the system every single step of the way, and it's not working for us. If you thing, look like me or you, it don't work for listen, us. Listen, well, one thing about the Black Panther Party, if they, I'm not at, they're a political organization, they so are. that makes them a, an even bigger target. If I'm saying we need to police the police, I don't, I'm not saying have a, you know, group of black men or groups of black men you know, policing the police, and then we form a political party, They, sh I don't think it should be involved in politics at all. No. We should find upstanding brothers, clean records to, to join these things so that there's no... There's the the chances, there's chance, yeah, they can't be like, oh, you know, hey, exactly, because, exactly, we just have meetings, we go, we go to the shooting range, and they would say, all right, well, let's, you know, police the police, and, and, and that's it. Black Panthers were a political party, and then they aligned themselves with the Communist Party, which put an even bigger communists oh, yeah. in the sixties and seventies. Yep. Man, that's that's ask that. that's asking to just be dismantled. Well, the FBI dismantled them because they the were. So, what I was gonna say is, okay, the lights coming on. Sorry, guys, we having technical difficulties. Um. So what I was going to say is, uh, when I was bringing up the Black Panther Party, absolutely, the idea of it, right, not necessarily, like, 
the political affiliation and the power and all of that with it, right? But we absolutely can and should form groups of responsible, upstanding brothers that legally own firearms, train together. White people have militias. It's a thing. We make fun of this shit all the time. It's jokes between us. Your wife's in a lesbian militia. Like, we these make are, fun of this shit. Facts. But it's a real thing. Get their names, gatekeepers, or something like that, and they were standing Talk there about the ne- next to the police. And black people assume that they, you know, like, oh, well, they're here for us. Those white people are here for us. But the, that white group actually was there to police the police, and a lot of people didn't know that. So I'm just like, well, if they can do it, they were standing Damn there right there, yeah. all, right next to them. We can do. I'm telling you, I'm not asking, and I'm not saying this without doing research. We are allowed to do this, ladies and gentlemen. You just have to do it. And I know that the fear is there. I get it. I would be a liar if I said I'm not scared. I'm scared. I have kids. I'm a single dad. I mean, you know, I have their moms in their life. Not like single dad, like just me and kids. But, yeah, all their mama going. But, like, it's just me and my kids, you know, and then they go to their mama's house. But anyways, the point being, I'm scared. I don't want to die. I want to raise my kids. I want to live a full, happy life. But I'm not willing to watch other people not have the opportunity and just sit here. I can't do this shit no more. Yep. If I, it, and I tell my kids every, all the time, and they probably be like, oh, shut the fuck up. I will die for you, and I mean that shit. If that means, if I have to die today for you to have a better future, I will willingly do it. Death don't scare me like that. So if we need to, if we need to stand, if we need to fall, whatever the fuck, Let's go do that shit because I'm tired and I'm not going to let my kids grow up scared no more. They can't they can't be another generation of scared black folks. Even in order to to say you're going to die for your kids, you still got to live for your kids. So what am I living for? Right. I'm showing my kid that I'm scared. My kids will never be able to say my daddy was a pussy boy. Never. Son, is your dad tough as fuck? Yeah. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I mean, we could talk politics, you know. Nah, me. Well, you down with God? That's me. Hey. Wow. <laughs> Let's get. You know what? Well, no, but this, how do you how do you listen, how do you feel if as I, far as earning? Because again, this is election year. It's election year. So how do you man. feel that based off everything? I hate election with the current. Years. I do too. But That's with the current climate, though. Not black if you're a man. Hey, hey. Oh, wait, 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 man. Y'all better check out my Facebook because I'm about to update my uh, so, fucking no, profile how you, picture. And how do you feel hilarious. about that? Like, what needs to be done to earn our vote? To earn our vote? Tangible, um, tangible yeah. solutions. <laughs> tangible <laughs> solutions. And and I don't want to hear the, if, if you're, if you've been in Congress for years or decades and haven't offered anything, but then you're running for president and you say, well, I'm going to do this for you guys. And I'm going to be like, well, you were in, um, you were a senator for a good 40, 50 years. Why didn't you do anything then? Oh, oh, now you want us to do, no, I need, I need tangibles. Listen, 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 listen. Speaking tangibles and you ain't black, Joe Biden. And have you seen it on Facebook? All the black people who are defending Joe Biden and all the stuff and saying, oh, well, no, you can't be mad at him. He, you know, he has a black agenda, whatnot. I am on the Internet finding myself defending Donald Trump, the big, 
the biggest joke in the world. Because look, 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 look. I, I'm, I'm compared because a lot of people will say, well, I have to j- vote for Joe Biden. I can't, I can't vote for the racist. And I'm like, and, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, well, well, Joe Biden's racist. You know, he said that that's a very racist thing. He, he is the author of the 1994 crime bill. Uh, he called black children predators. He did the eulogy at Strom Thurmond's funeral. He sided with segregationists in the the 60s and 70s. There's he, he's talked negatively about, uh, Indian uh, Indian people, people from India. He said that Barack Obama was the first articulate and clean African American. He's he said but all the he, memes though. He man. said look 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 look. He's saying all the, he's saying all the stuff, and then and then I bring up I'm like and he hasn't said anything or done anything in all his time in the Senate or Vice President, and he's never said you know what I made a mistake in 1994. Let me push some legislation let me support some legislation to fix my fix my mistakes and i say you know who has a tangible black agenda donald trump he's actually passing legislation and signing legislation to fix the mistake that joe biden did in 1994 who and he hasn't even addressed the mistake so i'm just like so all the reasons people are giving, like, well, you know, I'll vote for Joe Biden because he's so racist or he has a black agenda. They're both. They're both wildly racist. Wildly racist. But one of them is actually doing actually, things. Actually, one's actually doing things. That help progress the black agenda. With the, with the what, first, oh, my God, first step act? Yeah. Release. So I'm just like, you got two Listen, racist, sexist, old white guys. Yeah. It really is. And you say I'm going to vote for the one who hasn't done anything for black people. And because I don't want to vote for the guy who actually has done something for black people. And listen, listen the listen. black delegation does and, not acknowledge that. And listen, I and I hate. Black <laughs> <laughs> and a, the but bad. there's my African the American. The delegation does not acknowledge what you just said. So the, nor do we publicly acknowledge no, that Obama was it, not a good president for black people. I didn't say Obama wasn't a good president for black oh, I'm people. I'm saying that shit. But, but what? I mean, but publicly. what? But but listen, listen. What publicly, did not, what no. did Obama do? Obama said, "I'm not, I'm not the president of Black America. I'm the president that. of America." He said, "I don't yeah, no, do special interests." Which it, special interest uh, politics? Al Sharpton said, "Black people, you have to be patient. He can't do things for black people. He has to, he has to do, he has to play the fence and whatnot." And then guess what he did? He turned around and said to the LGBT commun- community, "I, you know, I am, I'm your president. We're going to push through this legislation. We're going to do this, this, and that." After he told black people, he don't do special interest politics. Because there's not enough black people, but there's hell of and they have and they have political pressure and they will pressure you. One thing black people do not do, they don't your vote is your power and they will give they will give their power away. They're wasting their votes, giving it away. Same way we bought spree wells with our fucking financial aid. And they, and they give it away off of off of what? What? I mean mom of, was off of drug money, but <laughs> Listen, listen, and they do that and they give it off of what? Oh, well, he's the lesser of two evils. They did that in 2016. They're doing that now. And guess what? If you go out in record numbers and vote for Joe Biden, vote for the lesser of two evils, you don't want to vote the racist in office, they'll do it to you again in 2024. You'll be stuck with somebody who's going to, who has done terrible shit to black people in the past politically and now saying, oh, well, you know what? Now that I'm running for president, let me go ahead and change for you guys. That's why I keep harping on fuck this system. Fuck everything that they they try to get us to get in line with to try to change shit within their system is broken and it, it will make Sorry. us continue to 
bump our head against a fucking wall and expect different fucking change. We need to fucking get a new system. We need to ask for, no, we need to demand and fucking get a call to action for a new motherfucking system. Because if we don't, we're going to be just like the, we're going to be just like the niggas in the 60s. We're going to get a chance to vote. We're going to get this. We're going to get that. But we're not going to get the shit that we absolutely need to be able to raise our children and raise our family to be upstanding citizens that have equality. Go ahead, light skin. Can somebody take the fucking mic from drunk Uncle Elroy? This motherfucker is ridiculous. All right. So, anyways. Now, what I wanted to say was mute your ass. what we should fight for is reparations. I know this is going to sound like an old beat fucking thing. I get it. I know. But everybody else got them. Every fucking buddy else got them. Everybody else got them. Everybody else got them except for us. Listen. So, but survivors got them? And, and so did Asian people and everybody else. Listen. So, point being, we need to fight for our reparations and give us some fucking... You can either give us some of this United States land that we built or you can leave us the fuck alone, let us take our economy, let us build our own. It's literally the only way that you're going to see change. This whole integration and this thing not going to work. Has it worked? Has it worked? I know there's so much to it. I know there's so much to it. But you got to start with the idea. You got to start with the idea. If it has worked a little bit, why are we still watching black men get, get can, fucking choked this, out? Well, because it, it has not worked at all. This system is not built for us. So like I said, unless they are, they, and by I say the majority, is willing to break down the system and, and create a new one that actually is inclusive and that is for all, that's the only way it works. Otherwise, right. it, it, you're literally looking at another civil war where we have to separate and, and, and go from there. But it does work. The system does work. So you gonna it, make America not, great again? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how. It, it it does, and it has, and there's proof that it has. Tulsa, Oklahoma, is proof that it has worked. And then what? And then what ha- happened afterwards? Not within their system. Huh, not with what? Not within their system. We we stopped. Oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah um. Um, but we separate. We separated. But, we separated from them. We did, and we but did see, our but own then, thing. But then we we still work within this. Then the system, county government, the federal government. We work capitalist system. We work within that, and we built our own. Now, granted, white people were jealous of that. They ended up actually the first terrorist attack, the that used planes was Tulsa, Oklahoma, when they dropped bombs on on the black communities. We know that it's work with the nation of Islam. They built they built something within the system, and they preach. They uh, Elijah Muhammad preached, follow the laws of the land. Don't do anything illegal. What, gonna, what, what of any of that has sustained? But see, but then that's why the system is not in place. But then again, Malcolm X. But then, but then Malcolm X brought a lot. Again, w- once that once they cross over into politics, and this is why Elijah Muhammad did not want to do politics. Now they're now they're the target. Now they're I mean they were a target before, but now now you're bigger. Um, yeah, reconstruction reconstruction era where we were biggest, man biggest generation of wealth that the black community ever had. 
Exactly. Yeah. They, there was wealth. We were senators, congressmen. We were passing law. The, the, so they, they those were, amendments that added to the Constitution, that was us, 13, 14. That was black. There was black politicians doing that. And then so tell me why it didn't sustain. Tell the people why it didn't sustain. Because um, fucking wish him called was shot. Next president came in and he was just like, you know what? Manipulated the system Fuck for you white guys. supremacy because it is built for white supremacy. It just is. Check, please. It, 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 Check, please. It just is. I get what so you're that, saying from a logistical standpoint where the system can work for black people, but it will not be allowed to because it is built for white supremacy. This whole country is built on white supremacy. And so to continue to act like it isn't or to say, well, we can it's not within it. Is bullshit. So you completely destroy it and start over. Now I'm not now logistically. If it's built on white supremacy, how do you destroy it? We're not on TV. We're not on TV. (laughs) You know what? What? I'm not saying that. Tell the microphone now. I'll say it. You say it over here so I can say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Let me me tell you. I know you. Tell it. Because they know it's from me. You say kill them all? <laughs> what the twist is that? Kill them all, kill them all, kill them all. That's you. <laughs> I just got my clearance. I ain't saying shit. He said he's going to say it and it's going to go directly straight to the server. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't think we necessarily need to kill them all. We can't work. <laughs> we can't work with some of them. We're not going to kill anybody Listen, unless right. they have to be killed. No. No. Listen, I, I, oh, my God. Because you can't hear me. Um, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Kill, what? In, what? No. I, I only advocate for violence in self-defense. Well, that's what we are in right now. This is self-defense. Y'all sound like some jihadists right now. It's like, well, it's... Listen, I don't know. I, I, yeah. How is this not I don't, self-defense? I don't know. I'm, I'm not completely down with the bug 2020. You know about the bug, Banks? The bug? <laughs> the bug. The bug. No, the... <laughs> I don't know. No, only self-defense. We've been talking for a long time. We've been talking for an hour and six minutes. That's not really that bad. I listen to podcasts. It'd be like an hour and 20. We're not doing a Joe Rogan podcast. Hey, if you listen to the. F- Damn. Hey, if, if yeah, you, you got 100 million for Spotify. Who did? Joe Rogan did? Yeah. Man, what up? Hey, man. Hey, tell Joe Rogan. Tell Joe Rogan to just slide me. Co- just 20,000, 30,000. It ain't nothing. Hey, but. um. Y'all made me forgot what I was going to say. Are we about to wrap up? Yeah. I don't know. Let me leave y'all with this. Ladies and gentlemen, we, you already know what it is. Hey, 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 hey. Listen, we are at a point where, no, no, he's going to wrap up. I just want to say my last part. How do you business? Oh, do we have more? We have more topics. Oh, we can talk about more if y'all want. Listen, we got more man, topics. I ain't nothing but a thing I'm talking about.
I ain't doing nothing here. Well, then I'm not going to finish my well, no, because again, I mean, obviously that's this most recent thing, but oh, I was gonna ask y'all y'all uh, y'all opinion on the uh, Amy Cooper situation as well. Man, listen, hey, I had some white, my white neighbor did that shit to me. Boy, yeah, hey, for real, she tr- for real, she tried to have you killed. Hell yeah, listen, man, these white women is Carol insane, insane. <laughs> white people, oh no, 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 y'all want to hear some shit? Oh, my fault. I got another. Listen, I had a lot of. I've had a lot of personal ba- bad experiences. Oh, damn. Oh, God, Lord. <laughs> Listen, I've had a lot of bad experience with the police. And, and you know what? And it's crazy because it's still, and I'm like still like pro-police, you know? What? It, I, it, listen, listen. <laughs> anyway, anyway, not like that. It's, okay. So anyway, growing up, um, my mom me and my sisters who were living in this one neighborhood. It's like majority white neighborhood. Living in this neighborhood, right? I'm like 15 and whatnot. And this is crazy. This is a fucking Amy Cooper type situation. There's a lower income neighborhood, maybe like a mile away. Now me, I live in the white neighborhood and my friends, yeah, and my friends live in the lower income. So one day we decided, hey y'all, there's a big field in our neighborhood, in my neighborhood, come over, let's play some football. We're like 14, 15 playing game. The police pull up and then they and then they say, oh, well, we got a call saying that there's some people who are here who aren't supposed to be here. And so I'm just like, well, what? I'm confused. And my friends who are from the lower income, they're just it's, it's almost like it's just nature. They're like, OK, well, we'll leave. They, they, they gave it. They will leave. We'll go. And then it's like, oh, you got to go. And then and then the cop was just like, well, where did he was like? You're going to go with them? They were going in the opposite direction. I'm going to my home. And I was like, well, no, I live here. This motherfucker asked me if I had proof. Like I had some type of ID. I am 15. What ID I got? I don't have no permit, no drug. Like, can you prove it? And I was like, well, no, I live over here. And he said, well, if you can't prove it, you're going to have to go with them. So I'm getting kicked out of my own neighborhood because white people felt uncomfortable that there were black children playing in an open field in my community. And it's, it's, just, it's insane. Oh, yeah, 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 with the truck. Same thing. It's kind of the same situation. You hear about that? Um, where was it at? Uh, I don't know where we sat. But Frat was delivering. Delivering furniture or something to a house that he was helping somebody move in, but they blocked him in. Saying that why he was there, didn't know why, typical shit, that he was supposed to be in that neighborhood and all this stuff like that. They had to call the actual owners of the house to be like, no, he's helping us move, like, that situation. Cause they do, do, you, you know they, do you know why Do you know why they used the police to hunt and kill us? Because the police were founded on hunting and killing us. The police in America were the, uh, the original slave fucking Fuck chasers, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, just go it's, back it's just instilled in their heads that, oh, those fucking monkeys are outside. Let me call the police because they're going to help me. That's that's what it is. You need to go back on some Red Dead Redemption type shit. It really is. It's yeah, customer service it. for them. Did you see the fucking dude, some CEO of cocksucking fuck faces and anonymous or whatever called? Oh, yeah, yeah. Called the fucking cops on. Brothers that was just going into the gym, dressed exactly like him, shorts and a fucking T-shirt yeah. in the gym. 
Why are you guys here? Let me see your key cards. You shouldn't be here. Oh my God, help me. Oh yeah, yes, dude. How about we just start beating the brakes off of everybody? I'm 100% on that. What you mean? We already look like it. What you mean? If you gonna call the police on me and shoot me anyway, I'm gonna push your teeth down your fucking throat. Sorry, I've been drinking here. Take the mic. I'm done. Act like drinking's a bad thing. Don't ever say you that again. You don't know me from back in the day. I had the hitty tattoo right here. Yeah, but that yeah, but had a bottle of I had a whole tattoo. ass bottle tattoo right here with that thing on me, boy. <laughs> Y'all ain't shit. So, so this is where we at right now. Is this this podcast? Something something about drinking. This podcast is talking about growing up dads, right? And we all fathers, and, and right now our our. Our agenda has been about like what should we do as far as like how can we work within the system to actually be good citizens but what about our kids we work hard to be good citizens in this in this systematic bullshit that don't work for us that may work for us for a short time but they figure out a way to destroy our shit so it don't work again for us and that pushes back 50 years, 60 years, 100 years. How do we talk to our kids about this? It just goes back to the same thing. We just got to be, you know, role models, educate them. The school systems aren't going to teach them that shit. When they go from school, you bring them home, have that conversation with them. I so, mean, honestly, for right now, that's one of the best best things that's going to happen. I mean, they're going to have to get that experience from home. Schools are not going to teach that shit. Like, well, I, w- I want to say, and I was going to say, I was going to ask yeah. him for that specific reason because we have – a 15-year-old black male here, and I don't know if he feels like speaking on it, but but be 60. But no, I I want to see if he if he wants to talk. I would love to hear his point of view on what he wants to see from older black men as far as teaching him like how to navigate through all this shit. Because I mean, we we've been through it. He's he's starting to go through it. Okay, what's up, guys? It's your boy Orange Guy Animations. That's right, yeah. Um, so Free shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, dang, I don't even know where to start. It's crazy. I mean, that's it's crazy. So I'm always seeing. So I heard my dad this morning talking about, oh man, this dude, he died for no reason. I'm like, oh, dang, that's crazy. So I looked into it more, and they were saying, like, a lot of stuff about how he was just, you know, doing his own thing. And the cops rolled up on him like, hey, man, what you doing? What you doing? And that's crazy to me because I always hear all these stories about people running into cops and having really bad kind of um, encounters. And I haven't really had one yet. But I know, like... That could happen to me at any time, no matter where I'm at. And that's a bit concerning. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have to worry about the people who are supposed to protect me coming and attacking me for no reason. Just because, you know, the way I look. And that's just crazy. And a lot of young people, I feel like they don't think about that kind of stuff. You know, they're just like, 
chilling, they're doing whatever they want. But then that kind of stuff happens to them and that never they they never forget about that. Like So do you think that's something that black males specifically should address more with kids? Like I know your dad has done an amazing job raising you. So maybe not necessarily for you, but for friends, do you think that's something like that you would want to see their dads talk to them about more or maybe earlier to kind of prepare them for what may happen or what eventually will more than likely happen at some point? Yeah, I do feel like that is something like a parent should address with their their child, like their children is that like you were saying earlier about not bringing the um, toys into the store. That's something my mom and dad have always said to me. Don't bring stuff into the store because people would think you're stealing. And I always thought like, really? But I'm not stealing. They should know that. But, like, I always hear stories and stuff, people uh, thinking people are stealing. That's crazy. And I do think that should be taught to people or, like, black people that, you know, it's hard. You can't, you can't do stuff that some other people can do. You have to, you have to kind of, I don't even know. You have to move differently. Yeah. You have to navigate the world differently than other people. It's like as if people, the white people are able to like, you know, drive along the road. And we're over here on the side and we got to crawl through the grass. We got to crawl through all this stuff on the side that none of them even have to worry about. None of them even think about. Real, son. So. the same way, but a way fucking harder path. Yeah. Does that does that frustrate you? Yes, yes it does. I and feel like go ahead. That's that's just crazy. That's just crazy. So again, being being raised how you've been raised and having that frustration, do you feel as though do you have hope that anything is going to change in the future? Like when you're when you're your dad's age or my age or whatever the case may be, like, do you feel anything will be different? I don't know, honestly. Like, I always hear you guys were talking about earlier how uh, the system isn't built for black people, and they're always finding ways to bring it back to, you know, where they're on top. And I feel like now, if we if we find a way to to come back. And maybe get just a little bit of, of an advantage. They'll they'll try their best to find a way to come back on top, and people will just go back to being scared and not not doing anything about it, and just how it ways how it always been. So like I told you before, right? Like if a dog has a bone, he's not gonna give it to you. You're gonna have to take it. And the unfortunate reality, ladies and gentlemen, is we're not gonna have to, we can't keep praying and hoping and asking. Black Jesus, yeah. not you. We have to the go. We have to take it. We have to take our future. My son is 15 years old. I want him to live in a, ideally in a place and a space where he is free and safe. America right now, nor has it ever been a free and safe place for black men. And I think that's that's what's frustrating to me because having grown up like we all grew up, like I couldn't 
I imagined living in a place like this growing up because I thought it would be better. And now that I got it and I'm raising my son in it, I'm questioning if I'm doing the right thing. I miss the fucking hood. Wow. I always wanted to have like a big ass house. So I always we wanted have to grow big ass up. houses, yeah. right? We have nice shit. They have never known the struggle that never I known knew. Struggle. They they never knew no have known the struggle that I knew how I grew up. However, man, there's so many things that I grew up knowing and the and the the community that I that we lack out here in the burbs that I miss. And I shit. Sometimes I'd rather live in the fucking hood. I feel safer in the hood. I ain't, hey bro, I ain't never been robbed in the hood. My car ain't never been broken to in the hood, but when I first moved to Arizona, these motherfuckers got me, dog. They tried to rob me at the fucking Circle K, and they broke into my car in the suburbs. It's just a change of mentality. I know when I first, whenever I first moved out here from North Carolina, it was a big change of mentality from growing up back there and what I used to, then coming out here, white predominantly states, things like that. It's just it's a change of mentality. So, like you said, I've never, <clears throat> when I came out here, I think I fought more than I have. I was fighting every weekend. I was getting in brawls every single weekend just because of shit that was just different mentality of people around here. So like You're I said, I'd rather be back in the hood, back to around my people and stuff like that because I knew I wouldn't have to deal with anything. It was less chaotic. Couple of crackheads here and there, but they were, <laughs> hey, give me a quarter. You want this? I don't care. They want to do. You guys, you guys know what the most eye-opening thing that this young 15, intelligent-year-old boy said? I haven't yet that yeah, have the experience, yeah. but 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 exactly, bro. That's that's the most eye-opening thing. Like everything that he said, that like you know, excuse me, excuse me. We could talk about changing. We could talk about this, that, and a third. But even in his young mind right now, he's already saying yet, yeah. in the sense that it's coming. I just got to be prepared. I got to prepare myself for it. And I don't think that there's anything that we could do right now or say anything right now that can, that can help change his mind state to the point where he's not feeling like it's coming. I don't. Because it is, though. It is. It is. And we're not, I'm not going to lie to my son, and that's why he knows it's coming. No, no, I, you know what I mean? But this goes back to the whole point of the conversation, which I, I disagree with you. There's not any. We can do something. This goes back to what Travis was talking about earlier. Organize, my people. Can can we do this? I'm about to. But at the same time, with the like younger generation stuff, like you know, with your son and everything, it goes down to yeah, we teach him everything that we need to know. But at the same time, he has to learn it on his own because sooner or later we're not going to be here. He's Mm going to have to formulate his own mindset, his whole strategy, how he's going to do things for in the future. So we teach him, but at the same time, he needs to learn it on his own and see those things. His experiences, I'm sorry, just real quick. His experiences will mold him the same way our experiences have molded us. But our words will carry him through those experiences the same way that my grandfather's words and my grandmother's words carried me through my experiences. So we need to have these conversations because it will help him. But he's going to have to navigate it and figure it out on his own. And that's what's going to build him. Our words are going to be the most powerful thing that's going to deal with, like, younger generation our kids and everything like that our actions are just going to be something that's going to be seen but what we tell them and how we portray all the information to them is going to be the most powerful thing in general honestly um damn i forgot what i was going to say but you know what something else malachi said he he was talking about how uh you know he was saying on the white people they on the nice road they dropping down and we got to go through all the shit you know, 
you know what I, I often hear, and I and it's with my white friends. Um, they want to try to compare struggle. They'll, they'll they'll either compare struggle or or they'll or they're just like, oh well, no, you know, why is it always about race? Or maybe it wasn't for that reason. How do you know? And then or they say like, oh well, racism's gone. And so then there's always there's this question I ask them. And I, and I asked, and I'm like, well, how many times have you been pulled over by the police, right? Because, you know, we could say, oh, we get pulled over by the police because we're black. And they'll say, no, you don't. I get pulled over by the police, too. So I asked, how many, you've been pulled over by the police, right? You know, for speeding, something. And a lot of friends are like, yeah, I've been pulled over before. And then, your and, and, then, and, then I, and then I asked them, I'm like, okay, well, how many times have you been pulled over, but the, you know, for speeding or whatever, but the, the officer's gun is drawn? And, it, and they're just like, oh, that's never happened to me. Why would it be drawn? I'm like, happened what happened to me? Yes, sir. Cop car. Oh, I had, I have been, I've been at, oh. How many times have you been illegally searched? Actually, I haven't. How many times have you had your ass whooped and didn't even get fucking arrested and got let go? Because they didn't have shit on you. They just wanted to whoop your fucking ass and let them let you know. It's because I look like old dog, ain't it? But, because he looked like old dog. I'm just saying. But, um. But yeah, but I, uh, like you said, like how many times you've been pulled out of the car? How many times? Oh, he was running, running. <laughs> Look, but but um, but yeah, and I asked him that, and, and, and it and it's so weird because of shock. They're like, well, why would why would the gun be drawn? I'm like, well, it's happened to me multiple times. Multiple. For it's, I remember I got pulled over, undercover cop. I was driving down the street. We, me and my friends were going to get. A chicken box. I'm from Baltimore, so we we're going to get a chicken box. And I was, I turned my blinker to make a right turn. And I was like, oh shit, that's not the turn. Turned my blinker off, went forward. Police pulled us over. Get out the car. Guns drawn. Everyone got out the car. And I was like, why were you running from us? And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're in an undercover car, first of all. So what, they're like, why are you running? And I'm like, I'm not running. Like, well, why'd you, you were going to go down that street, but then you changed your mind. I was like, yeah, because I'm going to get some fucking chicken. And it's not down the street. It's in the next street. And it's just crazy because I'm, I asked my white friends that, and they've never had that experience. How many of y'all learned that you can't have an air freshener in your rearview mirror because you got pulled over repeatedly by the fucking police? Because they ain't had nothing else on you. And then they hit you with that little tidbit. Listen, I'm light, bright, and damn near white. And got pulled over when I was 19 in an expedition that was mine, cashed out. Don't ask me how. And the cop pulls up. And says, whose fucking car is this? Gun drawn. I said, it's my car. He said, whose fucking car is this? Get out of the car. I had to get out the car. Cuffed me. Had me at the back. On my fucking knees at the back of my truck. He said, whose car is this? I said, it's my car. He said, where's the registration? License, all that. And I said, well, you got me cuffed. I can't pull out shit. But registration's in the car, all that. And I had to slip in, the, in that boy, too. I said, that's mine. He said, how can you afford a car like this? I said, why is that the questioning? Why am I pulled over? Because I wasn't speeding or nothing. You and he said, you fit, he said, you fit the description. I said, of what? I'm light-skinned with braids. No, you know what you are? You're a black man. You're 5'10", between 5'10 and 6'2", medium build, and you got short hair. How many, how many black men do you know like that? I was going to say, you remember whenever we went to L.A., we got stopped by the uh, cops because they said the car was stolen? Y'all remember that? Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. They pulled us over because they said the car was stolen. Some. But it was just like, why were you running the tag? Why were we running the tag? They said the car was stolen. They said it was a stolen car that we had. Yeah. And we got through that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Hell yeah, I remember that shit now that you said it. Yeah. Damn. Man, I've had all kind of bad 
Too many experiences, right? Too many experiences. Well, here's the thing. Right? But look, here's the thing, though. We are no longer accepting the, well, well what did you do? Or I don't see it as racist. If you're not a thousand percent with us, then you are against us. The line has been drawn in the sand, period. It has to be. This is a humanitarian issue. If you want to say it's not about race, yeah, okay, whatever the fuck. If you care about people at all, you can't sit and watch this shit. You just can't. You can't. I wouldn't want to watch Asian. Now, now because it's my people, I'm obviously way more gassed up. But I wouldn't want to sit and watch Asian people get killed on national TV regularly. I don't want to see white people get killed on national TV regularly. <coughs> so... Dude was just on the ground like, what, huh? Crawling. Bap, 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 bap. And got off. And got off. Because you can just kill people. Literally because of your job title. We're not against rappers. But we are against those thugs. This shit is crazy. But but let us get the bus and back, though. Then it's a fucking problem. Then we terrorists. Remember you was trying to bust it open, bust it, bust it? This is going to show up next week when I got a meeting with a surprise PD. They be like, uh, didn't you say this? I'm going to be all jacked up. And I quote, with the shits. With the shits. Kill them all? Is that what you said? Did you not? Did you not get? I heard that. No, sir. That was that was Twister. So here we are. We're at, the end of, we're at the end of this journey. Oh, 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 no, no, that's not how we work as black people. We've talked it out. We're at the end now. Exactly. Exactly. You know why they walked it out. You know why they walked it out, right? You got to remember that was the start of the tight pants. The next, it actually hasn't been. And I hate that acronym for that reason. <laughs> but, <laughs> God damn it. No, the meeting hasn't been set up yet because of the because uh, of COVID-19. So we're at the end of this, this particular podcast here, which should be the beginning of our journey. Uh, our boy Travis said we're going to write, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the line in the sand has already been drawn. Don't toe the line. Don't step over the line. Because if you ain't with us, then that means you against us. And we taking action. You didn't inhale either, did you? You didn't inhale either. He said, what? <laughs> hey. <laughs> you going to be on our senior hall playing the saxophone? Talking about you ain't in hell? Right, so man, listen up, listen up, listen up. up. Yeah, we need to take actions. We need to stand up for what we believe in. The great, the late great Martin Luther King say, if we don't, if we don't stand for something, we'll die for anything. Shut up. I'm trying to wrap this up. <laughs> wrap it up, B. Hey, wrap so, that shit up. So in in conclusion. Stop taking shit.
Cause it's fucking hot. You nigga, you sweating too. Wow. <laughs> I'm done, man. Hey, make sure, make sure, make sure the white people, the black people, teach your kids that racism still exists. Teach them how to destroy that shit and go forward by having equality within everything that they do in their life. What you got to say, Banks? If you ain't with us, you against us. Fuck you. So we're going to wrap it up like this. You can hit us back. Yeah, I was going to let everybody get their social media. Man, hell no. Nah. You can hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, at Growing Up Dad. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, at Steven Cigar. Hey, hey. Presentable Ricky, where can they hit you up at? Presentable Ricky on IG. You know, I'm talking about how at you, boy. You can also hit us up on uh, Growing Up Dad on Twitter. I already uh, said that. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I wouldn't listen to yeah, you. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, obviously, old dog. Anyway, so with our guests here, we're going to start with with Daniel. Where can, they, where can they find you at, brother? If you feel like giving your info. You can find me in St. Louis rolling up the smoking on ass <laughs> club, rolling up like coke. Um, you can find me on Instagram, dhardy252. Black Jesus. Hey, guys. I'm on Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on Instagram at Aziz, the Peace God. I like that name. It's nice. Or you can find me on Facebook. It's Antoine Jones. I probably won't accept your friend request, but I'm public, so you can read all the shit that I be saying, and you can comment. So you can just go ahead. Just <laughs> Antoine Jones might not respond to the friend request, but. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh man! Well, listen. I'm just like 2020 was a crazy year. You understand? You, you can't. It? You can't hold me to that. You get it? <laughs> Kobe died. There was a pandemic. I was saying wild shit on the internet. You are real. UFOs were real. real? <laughs> what do you? What do you want me to say? Travis, where can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at uh, Chill Bill Trill on IG. Uh, and I just got a tender too. <laughs> so ladies, if you if you're interested, Wonka Chow, Wonka Chow, here you go. Son, do you wanna uh plug your stuff? Yeah, go ahead yeah. and plug Orange Guy Comics. What's up? Uh subscribe to the channel, Orange Guy Animations on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange Guy Comics on Instagram. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, boy. So, yeah, I mean, it's lighthearted toward the end. But, again, this is a good, serious conversation. I appreciate you brothers coming out, taking time out your day to sit in round table. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Well, appreciate you guys it. are more than welcome to come back in the studio. Yeah, you live too far. No, I don't. <laughs> Apparently, I don't live far enough because you still hey, make your way out here. What, what are you talking about he lived too far? We're at the studio. What you talking about? Yeah, I don't live far enough because you still made it out here. So, anyways. <sighs> wow. We appreciate y'all listening, man. I hey, appreciate y'all coming. Appreciate y'all speaking your mind. Email us at growingupdad at gmail.com, and we will see y'all again next time. Peace. Peace. Yeah.